All right. Uh, hello, everyone. This is National Master Evan Rabin. I'm very excited to be here on the 103rd edition of the Premier Chess Podcast. And I am here with a special guest, uh, Russell Harlow. We met actually a few weeks ago in his BNI chapter. Uh, I'm also in BNI chapter 30 uh, in Manhattan. And um, Russell Harlow is a franchise owner, uh, the owner of a Banta Queen of Wyndham, uh, which offers restoration environmental services for residential, commercial, and government facilities throughout Eastern Connecticut. And the reason I brought Russell on was uh, primarily he actually gave a 10-minute presentation about his business and life uh, story the day that I met him. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just kind of inspiring. You know, he served actually as a, a chaplain assistant uh, in the United States Army Reserve. Uh, by the way, Russell, you're actually not the first uh, military chaplain on the podcast. My very good friend, Levy Welton, uh, who's actually a current uh, chaplain in the Air Force, uh, was on a couple weeks ago, along with actually Reverend Gregory Livingston, uh, which was also an absolutely inspirational uh, episode, uh, them coming together. It was actually the first time, too, that I actually had two guests on at the same time. Actually, it's not true. That was once with uh, Boris and Luba Alterman uh, from Israel as well. But uh, anyway, nevertheless, uh, really excited to, you know, have you here. Um, yeah, it was, you know, just great, you know, hearing about, uh, you know, his background coming from, um, you know, maybe not so, you know, poverty of a family and actually just, you know, building a lot, uh, which is something that, you know, for me is, uh, you know, actually very interesting. Uh, so yeah, he's been running this, uh, you know, cleaning business now for uh, about three years um, and has had, you know, many different types of positions, uh, you know, before that. And uh, yeah, welcome on the podcast today, Russell. How are you doing? Doing very well. Thanks for the opportunity. I, uh, I really appreciate the, you taking the time to bring us on and kind of highlight us. Um, it was really interesting kind of following some of the podcasts you've done in the past and it's interesting. You have a lot of great guests on it. I'm glad to be in that company. <laughs> yeah, my pleasure. And, and, and I truly do like just bringing all different types of people. You know, we were talking about Ivan Meisner before, the founder of B&I, uh, you know, the rabbi, the reverend, um, you know, Boris Alterman, by the way, is the you know, top grandmaster in Israel. Um, you know, his wife, Luba, they also have, a, you know, great chess software, Chessma Tech, uh, which thousands of kids around the world are, you know, using. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to have uh, a, a mix. So uh, for one, Russell, just tell us a little bit more about yourself and, and, and your business. Sure. I grew up in Connecticut. Um, never really dreamed about being a business owner myself. Never, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are the creative types that come up with fantastic ideas and drive it forward. I was more the kind of guy who um, just worked real hard, um, smart, can make things happen, but I was never going to create a better mousetrap. Um, and so I found franchising because I spent a lot of time, you know, working for a lot of different people, um, but kind of wanted to benefit more from uh, my hard work while I was still young enough to work as hard as I do. And um, I found franchising because they kind of give you a business model, they give you support and um, settled on Advanaclean uh, in the restoration, disaster restoration, because you know, even in a down economy, you know, bad things happen and people need help. 
And uh, that's something we see a lot of people on their worst days, right? Their house gets flooded or, you know, a tree comes through the roof and things need to be repaired. And, and we come in and, you know, it's customer first, company second. We, we really, really enjoy taking care of people. And that's, um, that's so part of what we do. You, why, why do a franchise rather than just, you know, start your own cleaning company? Well, you know, I, for one, I think the ramp up time is a lot quicker with a franchise uh, because they kind of give you the training, the equipment, the tools, things that I didn't have a lot of experience in this industry before I got in. And it gave me, like I said, the ramp up time to really um, to get going. And you pay for that. You pay for royalties and things like that. Um, I, I certainly would not have been able to do it without being in a franchise you know, having a business model and, and they, they love the veterans, right? Because veterans know how to follow orders. And so franchises like uh, bringing uh, veterans in and um, you know, here's the process. This is how, this is our success model. Do these things and you have a very um, good uh, probability of success. Um, and it takes a really good business owner, but the model helps and that ramp up time is really important. So how would you say your experience in the military has helped you in, in business? Um, certainly, um, you know, as a non-commissioned officer, you know, the, the NCO creed is, you know, I'm a non-commissioned officer in the Army. You know, I seek responsibility. I take responsibility for my actions. You know, the officers who are in charge of me won't have to take time out of their schedule to do things that they assign to me because I do my job and I do it well when I'm told to do it. And that mentality helps as a business owner because there's no one left to blame, right? Anything that happens is on you and on you alone. And so that, the ability to kind of carry that um, and that stress probably uh, helped from that experience in the, in the service. Wow. And I, I will say, uh, you know, a lot of business owners um, you know, especially in the beginning as entrepreneurs don't, uh, you know, 100% um, have the ability to, uh, you know, have a simply have a, a work ethic, right? Because it's easy to, uh, you know, realize that uh, you don't have a boss per se, and you can kind of just, uh, you know, do whatever and, and get away with it. But of course, if you do that, um, you know, you're not going to be a great, uh, you know, business owner. So uh, I could definitely see, uh, you know, having that military background can definitely, uh, you know, help put you in, uh, in, in the right mindset. Uh, and actually one thing that uh, a lot of Israelis um, are, are actually known for, uh, you know, is actually being entrepreneurs after the, the army. Um, I don't think that's uh, actually um, too much of a, randomness yeah i don't think that's a coincidence i think you're right coincidence thank you uh, right because yeah i mean you know, they're, they're, they're in the army you know it's a mandatory uh you know service um and israel of course is you know the startup nation so um yeah i mean it's it, it's definitely i think pretty pretty fascinating there so um so, so tell us a little bit more about your your background before and, you know, just how you got, you know, inspired. I know you're, you know, constantly growing. You have that shed. You're, you know, certainly interested in, you know, continuous improvement. So just talk to us a little bit about your, you know, overall, uh, you know, personal and business uh, ethics and, you know, your, your, your personal improvement. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, my dad owned a painting company when I was a kid. I grew up painting houses um, and he was a great painter. Uh, and, and you were working pretty young too, right? I was, I had a, well, I had a paper route before that, you know, 12 years old out delivering papers first thing in the morning. Um, and uh, when I started working for my dad, I started working for like 50 bucks a week. We just had this, he and I just had this conversation a few days ago. He's like, I paid you more than I go. No, you didn't. In fact, my dad told me when I first started, I used to kind of balk at getting paid literally 10 bucks a day. Um, he said, well, you should be paying me because I'm teaching you a trade. And, um, you know, it's interesting because I have painted for money, you know, throughout my life. And he did teach me that trade. And that's not something no one can take away from me. Right. Um, and to be fair to my dad, he, uh, when I got good at the job, he did pay me a really good wage. Um, and I worked real hard. Uh, it, I never worked as hard as when my dad left the work site. Because when he came back, I wanted to hear him say, wow, I can't believe you got all that done while I was away. And I was still looking for that approval, right? <coughs> it's funny to have those dynamics involved in the workplace as well. Uh, my family works with me. I have one son who works with me almost full time. And he's only 15 and he just loves working. Uh, I was not like having a family business, you know, does that ever get a little awkward at all? Or what what are the dynamics of a family business like? For me, I only let the kids be involved to any, to the point that they want to be involved. I give them opportunities. I don't really force them to do anything. There have been a couple of times when I really needed to, have all hands on deck. You know, we had an emergency on a Sunday afternoon. Um, we had a customer who needed their, their entire basement was flooded. They needed everything taken out of their basement. And I said, listen, I kind of need everybody. And even my wife jumped in, you know, so it was all five of us. Cause I've had three kids, 13, 15 and 17. And um, you know, I also have a full-time employee who um, he brought his son and, you know, we all kind of all hands on deck. We kind of get in there and got the, the job done. Um, but the important thing for me is just allowing them to be involved to, the point that they want to be involved because I don't want them to hate me. I don't want them to hate the business. I don't want them to come to resent it. Uh, but there's so much for them to learn and they are getting so much farther ahead of their peers, not only because <coughs> of the work ethic and their exposure to um, business and customer service and, um, and work that, um, you know, they're light years ahead of kids their own age. And so that's why it's important to me to kind of give them those opportunities. But like my daughter, she's taking some marketing classes. So we're taking a look at how she can help me with social media marketing because she doesn't really want to crawl around in crawl spaces and clean mold. Um, so whatever opportunity arises, I try to give it to them and then allow them to take it with the, their comfort level. Hmm. Yeah, and social media obviously is extremely important. Um, you know, we've actually had two guests on the podcast so far that are like almost full-time social media experts. Uh, you know, Ryan Garson of, of Very Social and Charlie Hockman uh, from Chicago, who, you know, also runs a, a social media a company. And um, it's extremely important. You know, we have 6,000 followers on our Facebook, um, about a little less on Instagram. You know, I think we're around 1,600 now uh, on Instagram. Um, you know, we obviously have a, a newsletter that, uh, you know, helps out a lot. And uh, recently we've been uh, very active on Twitch uh, as well. Um, streaming, uh, you know, playing a lot. Um, check it out, by the way, if you haven't, listeners, twitch.tv slash Premier Chess. Um, every day you could actually find live commentary uh, and lessons uh, and a whole lot more, uh, you know, on there. So 
um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, check that out as well. But um, yeah, social media, obviously, in this, you know, day and age um, is extremely important. So, um, so, so tell us, Russell, um, it, it, where do you, you know, see your business going? Uh, you know, what are your, you know, goals, uh, you know, from here on out? And uh, yeah, what, where, what, what do you, uh, you know, what, what, do you, what are you looking to do overall at this point? So um, as a business owner, it's important for me to grow my business to, uh, I, I need to work my way out of business, right? So as I, when I opened, I wore every single hat in the company, you know, marketing, sales, you know, project manager, everything else, um, hiring, HR. And as I continue to grow, I want to be able to start taking off those hats and hire people to do that work for me. Um, it's not just about growing revenue, but creating employment opportunities in our community. Um, it's about building a brand and reputation in our area as you know the only person to call. I know there are other options. We have competitors in our market, but I just want to be known as, listen, if you don't call these guys to handle your problem, you've made a mistake. Mm. And so growing my business um, is really important. And reputation management is part of that. You know, we ask every customer for a review and, you know, we've got you know, 100 reviews in Facebook and Google in the last two and a half years that we've been open. And, you know, it, it goes to reputation. And so building that company, eventually, you know, my son is 15 and he, he wants to kick me out of the business. So maybe, <laughs> it's a, maybe in 10 years, I take a step back and I help to guide him. You know, I'm not sure, but I definitely want to continue to grow. I want it to be as big as I can get it. Hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I really, um, you know, I think, uh, you know, having an exit strategy is obviously very important. Um, actually, you know, my, my good friend, John Antoine Nobert, uh, who also has actually been on the podcast, uh, phenomenal painter, uh, you know, one thing he once told me in one of our one-to-ones actually was, uh, you know, if you're, a business owner that can't leave your business for a week and let it run truly you're just an employee yep that's a true statement you know i, I thought about it for a while i kind of like honestly i was like a little annoyed when he said it only because i started thinking and i was like that's kind of me <laughs> right now um you know so and, and i did like you know, I, I took that like very, very seriously. I mean, if there's one like productive one-to-one I've ever had, it was that one. Um, not because I got any business out of it or like referrals from it, um, but I just started thinking about that like so much, you know, and I, I started to put processes in place. I, you know, and, and trained some of my instructors to, um, you know, do a little bit of more marketing and be a little bit more self-sufficient. Uh, you know, not have to reach out to me for questions every class, um, you know, and then like, for instance, last November, I went to, you know, Italy for a week, um, spent six days in Rome and played a tournament in Vesuvio for three. Um, and I was just able to, you know, I, I definitely checked in with the business every now and then and did like some work when I was out there. Um, I remember I was actually uh, on D. Wildman's uh, podcast. Uh, out there. Uh, D. Wildman's a big uh, chess player and organizer in Detroit. Um, he was actually on, on this podcast uh, just a couple weeks ago. Um, but anyhow, right, it, it's really important to, you know, have all these, uh, you know, processes, uh, you know, in place, 
Um, a, because you want to sell the business one day, uh, but B, because as a business owner, uh, you know, you, want, you don't want to be an employee. You know, you want to be able to bow out for a little while and, you know, make sure things are, uh, you know, 100%, uh, you know, move, moving, moving quickly, right? So, uh, and, and productively. So, um, Russell, I, I thank you so much for, you know, coming on here. Uh, you know, it was great just learning, uh, you know, a little bit more about, uh, you know, your, your, your business, um, you know, your inspirational story, the benefits of franchising, uh, you know, how you've actually leveraged some of your military skills and in, in business, uh, you know, the art of continuous improvement, uh, and a lot more. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? No, I think, um, you know, what's interesting about it is, you know, in franchising, you have uh, people who are shopping and looking for businesses to buy. They have what's called validation calls. <coughs> and so people are calling, checking out the business, you know, is what the, you know, is what the franchise telling me about the numbers I can achieve true, you know, what's your day, you know, day to day look like, uh, things like that. And I always tell people the same thing, you know, there's no substitute for a good business owner, right? There's no model you can buy. There's no, you know, step-by-step process you can t- use that will replace a good owner because it's really all on you. And we had that conversation to start, right? Um, it's really about uh, bringing your business to where you need it to be. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely agree with that. So um, yeah, last question I always have, actually, if anyone wants to reach you, Russ, learn a little bit more about, uh, you know, the work that you do. Um, anyone needs any restoration uh, needs uh, in the Eastern Connecticut uh, area, uh, what would be the best way to reach you? So either at advantaclean.com or 860-730-3310 is our office um, or russ.harlow at advantaclean.com. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your time, Russell. Thanks, Evan. I appreciate you having us on. Yep. My pleasure.